Do wizards store their powers in their hat? Can demons swim? Asking because drowning them isn't working. Answers to these questions and more on This Paranormal Life! Oh! <laughs> Hello and welcome to This Paranormal Life. This is the comedy podcast where every Tuesday, me, Kit Grumalvena, this guy sitting across from me, Roy Powers, each week we dive into a different case and decide by the end of the episode whether it's really paranormal or not. How are you doing today, Rory? Doing fantastic. I mean, that intro question, uh, trying to drown demons, are you trying to drown them with water or whiskey? Did I mention I was asking for a friend? Uh, I just need to qualify that before I say industrial strength pipe cleaners. Okay. Bleach. (laughs) Mostly bleach. (laughs) Mostly bleach. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm doing fantastic, Kit. You know, we're we're actually both just off the back of a, a friend's wedding back here in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Which was a, a pretty boozy affair in itself. Yeah. Um, if it's not your first time listening to the podcast, you will be registering the fact that my voice now sounds like the Hollywood movie trailer guy. A lot lower I've been than usual. Drinking for three days straight. But it was a great excuse to, uh, you know, see some friends from back home, see some members of a crew that we used to hang out with who are exclusively known as the Haggard crew. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For legal reasons, I can't really divulge the activities that they got up to or the members of said crew. But it was great to see some familiar faces. Yeah, it, we're not going to get into the specifics, but in the words of Drake, uh, when we take a pick, I got to blur out like three faces. <laughs> Because the feds can't see those eyes. There's one person uh, who we've talked about on the show before, a friend of ours called John. Yeah. And uh, at this wedding, I think a few people had been told it was their job to keep me and John away from each other. <laughs> right. You weren't, you didn't know this going in in advance, but it became I didn't. clear once, once, you, once you saw that the night was being orchestrated against you, that you, you know, you, you turned up and they basically handed you horse blinders and were teasing you with a cattle prod to keep you away from John. Yeah, because there's apparently, when John and I have a few drinks, we wrestle each other. Yeah. This is something that's happened a lot in the past. I, I'm telling you, I don't instigate it. It's this, this is it's just it's almost like animal instinct kicks in. I do think this is one side of the story. I don't think John would agree. Um, <laughs> I don't trust either of you. Uh, you you did this at my stag do. <laughs> sure, yeah. And I had we to, had a little tussle. And sure. I had to tell you off uh, <laughs> like a teacher at about three in the morning. You were like, my pregnant wife is sleeping upstairs. Yeah. And you opened the door to see John with me in a headlock. I'm trying to bite his fingers off. <laughs> it was getting real aggressive. But it was only extra funny because I found out about this. We both did. And I was like, I was like, you know what, John? We should be super well behaved tonight to prove to them that we're fine. We're not right. a liability and, you know, they don't have to worry about us. I think it was about half 11 to midnight. John comes over to me. At this point, the the tie is undone. The top buttons are popped. Right. And he, he comes over to me and goes, Rory, there's a couple people over there that, that bet that I couldn't pin you to the ground. <laughs> I was like, John, no. There's no, <laughs> no one said that. There's no way that was a real conversation. Those are the voices in your head, John. Yeah. Are the don't... people in the room with us right now, John? I was like, don't give in. You know this is what they want. Don't let them win. I'm happy to say that we didn't. We didn't wrestle. Uh, yeah, thank God. I, yeah, I wasn't even done. You did it at my stag do, and then you also did it Sorry. at my wedding day. Uh, Bear, oh no, that was a bad one. In the ghost room as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the one where we had to take a big pause from the, the John and Rory Wrestling Federation because I borderline cracked my skull on a concrete tile. I got slammed so hard. So uh, yeah, that was, that, was, uh, that was the beginning of the end, I think. So I'm glad to hear that you're able to temporarily squash the beef with uh, John for for this uh, moment in time. It's a good thing you guys do live in separate countries. Um, yeah. And it's a good thing John's never been to a This Paranormal Life live show or else the show might not go on. It's true. Look, in a lot of ways, guys, I'm a professional wrestler because every day I wrestle with shit. I wrestle with the paranormal. I wrestle with my ex-wives their legal punishments that are coming at me 24-7. And I also wrestle with a pretty difficult addiction to peanut butter M&Ms. So, yeah, I have a lot of struggles in my life. I didn't know where that was going. Um, if the peanut M&Ms work at drowning down the demons, let me know. 
otherwise, Rory, I think, you know, speaking about all the above, as you say, you wrestle with uh, the paranormal every single day. I'm afraid I'm only going to be adding to your problems because we've got a giant heaping pile of the paranormal just ready to dive into on today's podcast. Whoa, all right. Quite a big investigation, quite broad. The listeners will already have seen what it is from the title of this episode, uh, but one that I kind of can't believe we haven't got around to talking about sooner. Mm, a case that's big and broad. Sounds like it's ready for the ring, brother. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble, am I right? Weighing in at 5'10 and 9 stone, 6 pounds soaking wet, we have, you guessed it, John. <laughs> he's, he's scrappier than he looks, I will say. He is, he is. Uh, we are going to get into today's investigation right after a couple of words from today's sponsors. A quick reminder. Every episode of This Paranormal Life is available ad-free right now at patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. Rory, as you well know, on this show, we often cover unbelievable events like UFO crashes or sightings of cryptids from all around the world. But in order to be the ultimate deciders of paranormal fact or fiction, sometimes we need to investigate a phenomenon, something in the paranormal that is seen time and time again, but is bigger and sometimes stranger than any one story. That is exactly what we're doing today. We are, of course, covering taxation. Is it (laughs) theft? Why should I make a nickel while the government makes a dime? I'm here for it. That did start off as a joke, but the more I think about it, the more pissed off I get. (laughs) Obviously, in the commune, we don't pay taxes. Uh, Well, sorry, the people do, but we don't. Uh, But just thinking about Uncle Sam dipping his greedy little paws into the pockets of the little guy makes me sick. I'm going to wrestle him. I am. But at the same time, Rory, nothing makes me more sick than potholes in roads. Taxes are how we fix potholes. What? Yeah, that's what the money goes to, so... No, I... Sorry, the guy who fills in the potholes fixes the potholes. He's paid by taxes, I think. I actually don't know. I don't know how any of it works. (laughs) I thought he did it out of the goodness of his heart. All I know is I owe them a lot. (laughs) No, we're not really here to talk about taxes. Let me show you the topic of today's investigation by winding back the clock. All the way to 1853. The location is, of course, classified. Hmm. Between you and me, brother, this country starts with an S and rhymes with Blitzerland. Okay, not that classified. hmm? Not that classified, then. We're in Geneva. We're in a darkened and candlelit home of Agenor de Gasbrun a French statesman and spiritualist, and in his home, he's conducting a seance. Ooh. We call out to the spirits behind the veil of the unknown. Show us a sign so that we may know we are not alone. Six people sat evenly spaced at a large round wooden table by candlelight, each looking concentrated and worried. I think I felt something, said one of the guests meekly. Show us a sign beyond a shadow of a doubt. Just then, the candle went out. The room went black and the table violently rocked, knocking crystals and pads of paper, flying as it jumped into the air and back down. The guest screamed until suddenly... Agenor lit an oil lamp, lighting up the room, and everything stopped. Agenor, what is this madness? This is a cruel trick, Mr. Gaspran. What did they want, then? Why did they come here? If when it works, it's a trick. No, they wanted to be communicated with. They were hoping for a a nice little uh, chill sort of DM back and forth with uh, ghosts. You know, that they would, let's face it, the only reason you go to a seance is purely selfish. You know, people like us, sure, we do it for pure intentions, such as communicating with the paranormal. Yeah. Most people want to know where their uncle is or where their grandmother is. And uh, whether they're upstairs or downstairs, quite yeah. frankly. They want to know how hot Granny is. Right. Is she boiling hot or is it kind of a nice temperature, a.k.a. heaven? Right. Uh, all I'm going to say is for, for people like this, you can't flirt with the world of the paranormal. All right. The world of the paranormal hits hard and it hits fast. <laughs> OK, there is no in between. Once you open up the barriers to the to the dark worlds, that door is getting smashed off the hinges. You can't just have a little peek inside and you can't get upset when tables get flipped and lights go out. 
It's a bit like trying to flirt with, I don't know, say a bucking bronco, a mechanical bull <laughs> right, yeah. in, a, in a bar. You, you ever know. try and flirt with a rhinoceros? <laughs> it doesn't work. Like the mechanical bull, the paranormal from the outside, you know, it looks manageable, fun even. And then after a couple of Bud Lights, you're thinking you could have a go. <laughs> right. And you're going to be the first person to set that high score and uh, and stay on that thing. And little did you know, the ghost of, that's right, John is going to come in and <laughs> suplex you through that table. That's why me and Rory don't so much as watch a horror movie at the weekend without being kitted out in full Edo period samurai armor. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen. An Indiana Jones-style boulder could emerge from the paranormal realm and start chasing you. Anything could happen. Yeah. If someone so much as sends me a spooky picture, I make sure that when I open that attachment to the email, I'm driving my car at 100 miles per hour so that if it's too spooky, I can just turn into a wall. (laughs) So dangerous (laughs) through checking your email at that speed. As I say, Agenor's guests are uh, pissed, frankly, at how just how south this seance has gone. What didn't go south went north, went very well. That's like being like, this pizza is too cheesy and too delicious. I'm furious. This doesn't make any sense. It is no trick, ladies and gentlemen. We have been visited by those beyond the veil. In fact, they have left their mark. He reached to the table, which was now still, and touched it, then brought his fingers to the light of the lamp. Good Lord, what is that? It is the same thing that moves the table. The actinic force, the psychic force which the spirits use in our world. Only this, this is left behind, remains in the physical world. Some call it ectoplasm. The other guests leaned in, scared but fascinated at this white, gooey substance now lining the table. One brave guest touched it. It was sticky, thick, with white strands through it. Keep an eye on the guy who, before he's finished explaining what the sticky white fluid is on the table, he's already got his hands all over it. (laughs) Just like, some say that even touching it means that this guy's like putting his finger in his mouth, (laughs) licking his hands. Whoa, what the f*** are you doing? (laughs) It's completely poisonous. <laughs> Do you even know what that is? Uh, ghost jizz, right? No! <laughs> if that's what you thought, why would you put it in your mouth? That's why we're all here, right? <laughs> yeah. Interdimensional jism. Everyone goes, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm here to talk to my granny. <laughs> uh, Rory, what happened to Agenor and his guests that night was not the first, nor would it be the last interaction that paranormal adventurers would have with ectoplasm. Mr. Pars, how much do you know about ectoplasm? Well, Kit, as you know, ectoplasm is is a common theme uh, when we're talking about seances or uh, interactions with the world of the paranormal. Did you turn Australian for a second? I was trying to do like a pun on the guy's name. As you know, <laughs> as you know, Sorry, as you know. I thought you just slipped into <laughs> no, no. as you know. As you know. <laughs> right, uh, sorry, as you know. As you know, it's, it's, it's the only kind of physical footprint we have when we're dealing with cases that involve ghosts or spirits or poltergeists, uh, creatures or entities from another realm that, for the most part, have no way to really uh, physically interact with the human world. But uh, this seems to be occasionally a, a little a little remnant they can leave behind. Ectoplasm. All right, you smart little son of a bitch. Why don't you host the rest of the episode? Was I that right? I didn't realize you were such an expert on ghost jizz. Uh, you know, when you've been in the, the profession <laughs> as long as I have, you've seen a lot of both ghost and regular. Right. You know, there was a few, a few years back in the paranormal industry where, uh, you know, investigating the paranormal wasn't quite paying the bills. So me and Rory had to turn the podcast production studio into a kind of triple X paranormal (laughs) filming studio. Um, We won't go into that any further, but Rory, your assessment of ectoplasm was pretty much bang on. This is it. Ectoplasm is a weird one. 
Now, it has come up in a handful of other investigations, but only fleetingly and never really as like a central piece of evidence right. or the smoking gun thing that we have to look at. Normally just as a bit of an afterthought, some kind of proof of a ghost sighting. Um, and in that sense, it is kind of unique because surely the whole point historically with ghosts is that they leave absolutely no trace. They are just see-through and uh, they come and go like vapor. Yeah. So, I mean, what is this thing? Is it supposed to be like part of their skin? Is it like just a bit of goo they leave behind that's dripping off of them? Well, this is the million dollar question because most people think of uh, a kind of a slime, a kind of a gel or something like that. Uh, but there is much more to it than that. The story goes that spirits are floating around in their world, but they can't just appear as nothing in our world. I suppose because we have, you know, even within the multidimensional laws of the paranormal world in our world, uh, we still have physical laws, you know, laws of conservation of energy, laws of momentum, things like that, right. that the world seems to obey, at least in our world, that if we throw an apple in the air, it comes down due to gravity. And so there's nothing in our world that is made of nothing. Everything is either like a gas, a solid, a liquid, or plasma. So even ghosts, I suppose this is the idea, even they need a kind of physical vehicle for entering our world. Ah. That when they cross over to our reality, they're somehow surrounded by this stuff. And that's almost how we see them. And that is ectoplasm. That's actually a really cool idea. I didn't think about that before. They have to take a form in our world. And that's what it is, goo. But it's strange, isn't it? Because it sounds like, A, a bit scientific and believable, and B, like absolutely fundamental to how they appear in our world. But isn't it strange that it just kind of never comes up that yeah. much in, in kind of ghost cases uh, we've covered over the years? Like everyone today seems pretty much happy that no ghosts just swing by, turn up in the back of photographs, but there's no physical remnant for them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny hearing a scientific explanation or somewhat scientific, because I bet there's also some very non-scientific explanations <laughs> right. where people are like, you know, the, the gap, the tiny hole between the spirit world and our world requires lube <laughs> for the ghost to get through. For them to squeeze through, it, it really requires, yeah, to be a slippery little fish. We don't know where they get it from, but they get this goo. And they just stuff it, they smear it around this, and that's how they squeeze through. Everyone's walking out of the paranormal lecture at Paranormal Harvard. I'm not done. There's a lot more to talk about with ectoplasm. I think there's a big question we're going to get to at some point in the episode. And uh, I don't want to jump the gun, but I do want an answer immediately. What does it taste like? All right. Well, I don't know if we're going to be able to satisfy that because I don't think anyone has been mad enough to do that. That's where people are going wrong. You know, we sucked on a cow's titties and that's how we got milk. Right. Well, I didn't. So it's, it's time to start eating ghost jizz. <laughs> okay. You have to stop. <laughs> and editor Phil, don't cut that out into a video clip. This is absurd. And I know that, and I know that you're going to cut that out. And it's going to be on the This Paranormal Life Out of Context Twitter account. Can you imagine you eat a handful of ectoplasm, you become a ghost, and you're like, it worked! The guy leading the seance is like, you just died. You didn't become a ghost, it killed you. I think it's toxic. It's a portal to their world. <laughs> you're like, limp body is just face down on the table in front of you. I'm free, it worked! You just died. You know, that is something in old school movies, investigators, detectives of all kind, those motherfuckers, they, they, they couldn't even see so much as a cow pat on the ground or a footprint or some kind of powder or liquid without them bending down on one knee, putting their hand in the substance and then tasting it. Yeah. And they'd be like, hmm. They were here very recently. I think they went northwest. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing that hunters do in real life. <laughs> but in all the movies, that's what the hunters do. They right. like pick up a bit of dirt and, and put it in their mouth. And it's Why like, it's it? like it's still warm. They've been this way. And like, I don't, have you eaten enough dirt that you know what fresh dirt tastes like compared to old dirt? It's, I mean, you even see it in like uh, crime movies where like the detective... He'll kneel down next to the kilogram of cocaine ripped open the floor. He'll taste the cocaine. He'll go, it's cocaine. 
It's like, you shouldn't know that because yeah. you're the guy trying to bust the cocaine dealers. Why do you know it's coke? That wasn't a sample. You did a fat line off the table. You cut it up with a credit card first. We all know it was cocaine, by the way, because this was a cocaine deal right. where someone was buying cocaine. The packet says cocaine on yeah. the side. And Detective is like flicking the needle, tying his wrist up with a belt, injecting himself. It's heroin, all right. <laughs> it's like you're just doing drugs at a crime scene. Good shit, too. <laughs> you know, I think we should actually stake out here overnight with all the gear, you know, and see if they come back to the scene of the crime. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is, you know, we judge those people quite a lot, but I think it's probably even worse to be someone that turns up to a random room, sees a pile of sticky white liquid, and puts that in their mouth and says... There's been a seance here. Right. I, I can see why people don't do that. Something became apparent to me while investigating this case that uh, I think by far the most famous and popular way that people know about ectoplasm is from the Ghostbuster movies. Yeah. It plays a pretty big role in Ghostbusters and honestly is probably a huge part of why people know about ectoplasm. It first shows up in the 1984 original movie as a creepy residue left behind by a ghost sighting in a library, which is similar to how ectoplasm is known in the real world. And then in Ghostbusters 2, the whole movie is pretty much about ectoplasm, uh, what they call psychomagnotheric ectoplasm, which is very powerful and whatever it touches comes to life, even the Statue of Liberty. Wow, I'm just now realizing I don't think I've ever seen Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, but it's true. I mean, in that first movie, you've got that big ghost that flies around. I think his name's Slimer. Mm -hmm. his, his name is literally Slimer. And I think he hits people or goes through them. And when he passes through them, they're like Covered basically, slime. it's like a fucking bukkake session. All right. The That's... walls and the, everything is lit up with slime. That little dude hasn't been touched in a while. Okay, so all right. If you catch my drift. All right, <laughs> we've seen the movie, we get it. Also, that's not how ectoplasm works. It's well, not apparently. a measure of how recently a ghost has been communicated with. The librarian told him to shush and he popped. <laughs> like Rory in sixth form library. <laughs> He had, he was hot for teacher. But like I say, really fascinating idea of ghosts entering our world and we need something physical to see them. Now that sounds a bit unique. It sounds a bit like out of fashion that we don't really need that anymore because people just see ghosts all the time. But of course, I, it made me think about the iconic imagery of ghosts is if you want to dress up as a ghost for Halloween, you wear a bed sheet. Yeah. And... Of course, where does that come from? But that's the idea. The idea being that ghosts are see-through, completely invisible, unless they're covered by something physical. Right. So in this case, ectoplasm, goo. Exactly. A quick pop quiz bit of ghost trivia, Rory. Okay. Do you know the real history for why ghosts are always under sheets? It sounds like it's going to be a joke. Nope. Uh, it's completely serious. It's just the way that I'm telling it. Uh, yeah. Sounds like I'm teeing up a hilarious punchline. <laughs> it's because they'll scare the sheet out of you. <laughs> so it was a joke. <laughs> no, it's a fact. It can't be. A, can't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sheet is a type of ectoplasm that comes out of humans when they're scared. <laughs> or have had too many burritos. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's because of burial shrouds or death shrouds the idea being for hundreds and hundreds maybe thousands of years god knows when people died they were i suppose a little bit like a mummy you were wrapped in a kind of a sheet uh, or a shroud which is known as a burial shroud so even uh, as long ago as several hundred years ago this was a common i guess like costume was to wear a sheet and people would kind of know that was associated with death i mean i'll just show you here's a ancient painting of like a little kids kind of playing with each other pretending to be ghosts oh i see well the exact same way that if you kind of wrapped yourself up with bandages people would be like oh that's your costume you're a mummy exactly when that was just you know how the ancient egyptians prepared their dead pretty cool though i like it so clearly, ectoplasm is showing itself to be a little bit of an old-school paranormal interest or phenomenon, one that we haven't talked about a lot in modern times. And it is true, there was a kind of heyday of this kind of thing. 
particularly back in the 1800s when our first story took place with Agenor, when sort of seances, mediumship, and exploring the paranormal became really all the rage. And it was kind of seen as a little bit of like a, a, a new science, yeah. talking to the dead. These spiritualists became obsessed with capturing ectoplasm or photos of ectoplasm, and generally trying to provide evidence from the seances they were having. After all, Rory, we know that evidence is the name of the game. If they could prove that ghosts had been around their seances, everyone would have to finally believe them. Yeah, this is interesting. I never even thought that you could get a physical thing from an experience with a ghost. You know, when we talk about people hunting for Bigfoot, they're trying to get fur samples or see footprints in the mud and get plasters made of that. Uh, you can get a lot of physical stuff in that hunt. But with a ghost, in the past, we're always looking at, as you said, photographs or audio recordings sometimes. So the idea of being able to get a physical sample from a ghost or a spirit, that's a really cool idea. It kind of just makes sense. I think that's that's my whole experience with this case is it, it, it feels obvious, even though it hasn't come up that much over the years. But yeah, that if, if a ghost or a demon turns up at a seance and starts rocking your table and throwing your shit around the room, I mean, dusting for prints sounds like a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. And so some of this evidence became pretty sensational. Photographs of seances and ectoplasm traveled all around the world and were discussed and debated in journals and attempted to be debunked by skeptics. All the while, spiritualists were trying to prove that the paranormal was real once and for all. I think it's about time I show you some of these famous Victorian photos of seances and, crucially, ectoplasm. Okay. Okay, Rory, time to feast your eyes in some photos of ectoplasm in seances. Oh, Jesus! Okay, what am I looking at here? This is a woman, I think this is probably the medium. As you can see, a f***ing face is coming out the side of her head. Yeah. Made of something. Is, it, are you, is, this, the, is this the wrong picture that you're supposed to show me? <laughs> no. I thought this was going to be like a bit of goo dangling from the ceiling after a seance. It, it, it looks like a lion. <laughs> it, looks like a, it looks like Tony the Tiger is popping his head around this by this woman. Uh, yes, I think you are going through uh, <laughs> the first signs of ectoplasm exposure, which is denial, confusion. Uh, because as I say, we are expecting uh, ectoplasm just to be slime thanks to the Ghostbusters movies. Couldn't be further from the truth, brother, uh, as you're about to see with the rest of these photos. Okay. Ectoplasm is, think of it much more with what I said earlier, which is, this is like the ghost taking a physical form. It's like, there's literal material around them. Right. I want to clarify, though, at no point in this episode so far, would you have led me to believe at any point that it was anything but slime? All we've been talking about is slime and goo no, for no. like 35 minutes. I said the ghosts need <laughs> stuff to... Take their form, and I'm now showing you Tony the Tiger <laughs> yeah. attached to a woman's shoulder. And that is just what ghosts look like. That's the Lucky Charms Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to realize I know less about this than I thought. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. We won't dilly-dally for too long. Okay. What the hell is this? All right, that is a medium blindfolded, and there is ectoplasm coming out of his mouth and nose. Is there, it? And there are arrows pointing to it. That looks like a glove. <laughs> That's a ghost hand. It, it looks like there's basically a glove coming out of their mouth, almost like they're pretending like they're a squid. Right. And those are the tendrils uh -huh. down below. Uh, not entirely convinced because that doesn't really even look like foam. That looks like cloth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of times ectoplasm is cloth. <laughs> As you, as you said, it takes many forms. Many, many forms. <laughs> okay, we're not gonna we can come back, but let's keep moving. Sometimes it's goo, sometimes it's a dish rag. Uh here's another one. Ectoplasm bursting out of a woman's mouth. I cannot overstate how much this is cloth. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite literally just a rag. That is ectoplasm, sir. Yeah, I mean which could be cloth-like, I will give to you. It could be it could be a borderline towel, but I cannot stress enough, it is ectoplasm. If this is not cloth and this is some sort of like foam yeah. or uh, material, yeah. bear with me for a second here because this is going to confuse some listeners okay, go on. at the start. It looks like 
cock. Hmm? Cock? The the white foam that you use to like right, seal? You have made this this episode quite toilet humored enough. No, sir. the the this mm. is why I need you to bear with me. The thing you use to like seal up the waterproofing oh, yes. gaps around the Colk. side of the thing. Colk. S- spore spelled colk, but unfortunately pronounced cock. It is pronounced uh, C-A-U-L-K. Yes, it's like a f- it's like a foam sealant that you use, you know, for like bathroom tiles, things right. like that. That's kind of because it expands. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what it, it looks like. Okay. A bit. I'll, yeah, I'll give you that. That's exactly what it looks like. All right, moving on to next image. All right, this one's mad. <laughs> this one is a bit mad. <laughs> so, again, come this stuff coming out this guy's nose. But this time, crucially, uh, right, stay with me here. The stuff is covered in faces of people. Yeah, it looks like he's exhaling a newspaper. Right, through his nose. He sneezed in an entire newspaper. <laughs> this, I, I appreciate it. Look, I... I uh, maybe I could link in in the description of this episode some links to some photos of this stuff because it is rather hard to wrap your head around. I do recommend checking out, just Googling the word ectoplasm and seeing the Google image results. It's really not what you think. Because I also thought like after a seance, you'd be like, oh, that was crazy. Is everyone okay? <gasps> Look! And then there'd be like a little puddle on the table yeah. or something. And it's like, oh my God. Look, we can see the remnants of the spirit that was once here. Apparently, what really happens is the medium leading this this whole performance becomes a human fire extinguisher, and foam starts spewing from their mouths. If that's what is if these pictures are yeah. leading us to believe, it's way more dramatic uh, and way more cloth, cloth based <laughs> material than I than that I thought. That is a tea towel under his vest as well, right? <laughs> it is. Um, there's clearly something we've lost in the history books here. Some sort of idea about what mediums do that I suppose, I guess it makes sense. We know that mediums, they are the medium. They are the interpreter of the spirit world. And so somehow this is like a side effect of bringing spirits into your body to communicate is that you end up uh, sneezing out the financial times. (laughs) Next one. Wow. I mean, very similar to what we've seen before. Uh, I guess a medium or someone performing a seance and a huge bit of cloth dangling from their mouth. No, it's ectoplasm. You gotta stop calling it cloth. Brother, that's straight up cloth. It looks like a clown's handkerchief that you pull and pull and pull and it has no end. It's reached the floor. Oh, dear. All right, here's where it gets a bit wackier. There is, sure, cloth going out this person's eyes, but attached to the cloth is a ghost. Is any of this paranormal? Because this is an, an overwhelming That's amount of... ghost. That's a ghost attached to cloth. I've never been shown so many pictures of towels in my life and asked what I think. <laughs> this, is, no, this is crazy. No. That's a seven-foot ghost standing next to them. Uh, the medium has uh, towels coming from their eyes, no, not I guess, uh, that links up with... The, that is insane. Yeah. It's basically a, a mannequin... Yeah, a full mannequin of a ghost, pretty much, is what yeah. it looks like. Uh, it's a little creepy. I, I mean, in general, these if these were framed and put in someone's bedroom, you would think they were a serial killer. This is quite creepy images. Oh, yeah. I love that in this one as well, uh, you know, from your explanation, you're like, sometimes when these spirits interact with our world, they have to take on a form, which is ectoplasm. <laughs> Also, sometimes they're just ghosts. They have human forms and faces, and there's also ectoplasm involved. Right. Well, yes, they need the cloth. I mean, ectoplasm <laughs> to take the form. All right, we've got one more of that's a bit like this. Feast your eyes. Okay. <laughs> this is, I'll just cut to the chase here. This is Punch from Punch and Judy. Yeah. Seven foot tall, standing over a medium. This is a man with a pillowcase on his head, wrapped in cloth. Barely, barely even coming from the medium. Yeah, this is uh, astonishing scenes, really. Uh, Rory, was that anything like what you were expecting? I feel like I've just been shown images from a Bed Bath and Beyond catalog. <laughs> Nothing but towels. I feel like I walked into a f-ing hot press. <laughs> the way I'm surrounded by tiles. Uh, that was not what I was expecting at all. I right. think you're, you're probably right. It's it's Ghostbusters. 
and, you know, ectoplasm in pop culture that has made me to believe it was ever going to be some kind of like transparent goo uh, when the reality is, let's face it, seances mediums, they also have a history of being put on by charlatans as a way to steal money from people. Whoa, no one said the C word. Maybe back then people were a little bit more gullible. So they were like, you know what? We can put foam in our mouths and pretend like there's ectoplasm coming out. All right, all right. Because I think if you, if you, I haven't done it really, but if you go to a medium who communicates with the dead. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. You said you had done it? I haven't done it. Oh, you haven't done it. (laughs) Oh, oh, well, let's all pull up a f-ing chair and listen to what Roy has to say about not going to see a medium. I, I, but I believe, even though I haven't, that the, the whole ectoplasm coming from the mouth is a practice that people don't really uh, do anymore. Because the ghosts communicate differently today. <laughs> they I text. Is the point. They have iMessage. <laughs> hey, we've got ghosts from the 1500s. Uh, okay, Rory's maybe not feeling 100% convinced. Yeah. You know, the glove doesn't, the cloth glove doesn't fit and he must have quit. All I'm saying is if you're getting a seance done and you're about to start, just ask your medium to open their mouth and show you the inside first before you begin. <laughs> Imagine you walk in, the, the seance is like, come in. And, and you walk behind the shard and they're like, mom, are you ready? Are you ready to start my friends? Why are you talking like that? No reason. Cheeks packed like a f***ing squirrel. Just balls out the side. (laughs) Okay, I appreciate it's a little hard to grasp. Those black and white images are not necessarily that convincing. No. Um, There is more evidence, and we have more stories of what is going on with ectoplasm, and thankfully a bit more uh, modern approaches to the topic that we're going to get right into after a couple words from today's sponsors. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, this year has gone by so quickly. What's something that you're proud of in 2024 so far? Go. Mm, Okay. Uh, Well, I managed to capture a deadly cryptid and lock it in my basement. Okay. And tell me, did Mm. you take time to celebrate that win? Oh, yeah, not really. Uh, I'm scared if I let my guard down, it'll escape. In life, it's important that we slow down, acknowledge our progress, and set goals that inspire us. I can't even sleep at night. I'm so scared this thing is going to break out. When it comes to finding time for ourselves and our goals, BetterHelp can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. You can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's time to take a moment and celebrate your wins. What if the win you're celebrating is so big, no basement can hold it? Okay, you might need to move house. But for everyone else, there is BetterHelp. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Nice one. We're back talking about ectoplasm, uh, an extremely odd phenomenon, one that I, as the principal researcher in this case, was keen to find modern encounters of so that we aren't just stuck with Charles Dickens level stories about it. So I turned to what should really be the real U.S. Library of Congress, Reddit. A mm, little bit worried about where this is heading. If you're asking for ectoplasm samples on Reddit, I'm quite nervous about what is about to come. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I navigated to the R Sperm Donors subreddit <laughs> to find some people who know a little bit about this kind of stuff. No, uh, we are in the paranormal subreddit. And user Prolific Mystic wrote subject line is this real ectoplasm i'm curious to see if anyone has heard of this before on several occasions now i've seen a small black wisp almost like a small wisp of smoke but black as black could be i saw it a couple times but it was the third time that i saw it it was about the size of a grape 
and then morphed into a single strand. I reached out to grab it, but it disappeared, leaving no trace in my hand. Hmm. The next time I saw it, it floated in front of my face, but when I tried to touch it, it started to float up towards the ceiling. Now, I've told other people in my home about it, but I was the only one that had seen it, until last night, when my boyfriend also saw it. We were lying in bed, watching TV, when we suddenly heard someone yelling. Hey! Hey! I told him to mute the TV, but there was silence. We checked out the house and came back upstairs to bed. And just a few minutes later, the black wisp appeared just above me, right in front of my face. Wow! I immediately pointed at it and asked my boyfriend if he could see it. He said he could. I put my hand out and this time the wisp floated directly into my hand and left a black mark. I touched it and it smeared onto my skin. The consistency was closest to like a creamy black eyeliner. Then, as I'm staring at my hand in shock, my boyfriend exclaims that the black wisp was coming off me because he was seeing it rise from my legs. But then it disappeared. I personally didn't see it rising from my legs, only he did. I'm trying to understand how something can interact three completely different ways. To disappear one time, next time it tried to keep away from me, and then last night it marked my skin. Most of the similar stories I can find suggest this could be ectoplasm. Has anyone ever seen or heard of this? Wow, I've never heard of anything like this before. Right, in kind of our paranormal studies? Yeah! I mean, is there any kind of link to ghosts or paranormal activity? Or is it just this weird smoke? We often study uh, ghosts, poltergeists, appearing in different forms or, you know, interacting in different ways. Uh, we've looked at orbs and kind of, and you know, uh, Onibi, kind of light sources and things yeah. that are ghosts but appearing in different ways. And I guess this is maybe something like that. It, is They're asking the question, is it a ghost? Is it ectoplasm? Is it something to do with the spirit world? You, usually you have the crime and no evidence to prove it. It's weird to have the evidence, but no crime. Right, yeah. You're like, I, I mean, something happened, but I don't know why or what it is. <laughs> I wish I could call this the smoking gun, but there's no gun. It's just smoke. <laughs> it's just smoke. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is kind of scary. Does it sound like what we've been describing at all? You know, we've been pretty general that ectoplasm could be kind of anything from... <laughs> Tiles, right? Yeah, to faces appearing on material to slime. Yeah, it's it's a it's kind of anything. <laughs> it's a bit of a catch-all ectoplasm. At this point, there could be like half of a smoked cigarette in a park gutter, and someone could be like, "Ectoplasm takes many forms." Interesting, interesting. <laughs> it's like, I don't really know if that counts. If there's a half-eaten Oreo on your kitchen table, or you're like. Hmm, the ectoplasm <laughs> has been left here by the spirits of another world. Right, did you just forget that you started a packet and didn't finish it? Yeah, but I mean, black smoke that becomes goo rising from your own legs? Call someone, for sure. A doctor or a priest, I don't really know. I would say it's not the only report I found on Reddit. Here's just another example. User Hambone Charlie wrote, Has anyone else seen their own ectoplasm? I swear it has happened to me twice. One time, I was sitting on the toilet, thinking... Come on now. <laughs> thinking, please God, don't let me die on the toilet. This was thicker and whiter than cigarette smoke. The other time, about a year later, while I was alone, sitting at a desk. Both times, I saw it coming out of me, and I immediately knew what was happening, and I sucked it back in. These events were years ago, while I was suffering through debilitating depression. So... That's kind of interesting. This is, in actually both stories, they're maybe more similar than you would think. Granted, the color is different, but actually both people are saying that the ectoplasm was coming off of them, which might sound different to earlier, but actually it's kind of the same thing. Ectoplasm is always coming out of a medium or some kind of person. How did he suck it back up inside him? I, I think, he he I, really, we really the, moved past that pretty quickly. I think quickly. the toilet was a bit of a misnomer. I think he just happened to be sitting in the toilet. I think this was personally coming out of his mouth. Which we saw many versions of in uh, all the photos of okay. the time. I just don't want <laughs> oh, you to get ahead of yourself. I see. All right, it's coming out of his mouth. Okay. I mean, is it ectoplasm? Is it, bud? I don't know what this is. Well, it's either that or he's hitting a goddamn elf bar, blueberry right. vape juice. Steaming it, like a kettle. Yeah, because but he said it was thick and white, uh, thicker than 
cigarette smoke. So it is smoke? It can be. <laughs> Go to a doctor. Figure out what's wrong with you. It's either that or... I mean, I do like the fact he thought he was dying, which is very fair. If you see thick white smoke coming out of your mouth while you're sitting on the toilet for an extended period, I would think my soul was leaving my body. <laughs> right, yeah. You're watching it literally leave you behind. Yeah. <laughs> the breath of life is leaving you behind. I mean, I would say, you know, growing up here in Northern Ireland, uh, seeing your hot steam escaping your mouth is kind of 80 to 90% of living here. <laughs> right, well, Because it's sure. so cold, you see your breath pretty much all the time. Right, uh, yes. There is a there is the effect of, yes, if your breath is, what, warmer than the ambient temperature outside, it, you will see, yes, uh, steam. Yeah, so, you know, I can kind of visually imagine what this is like. But I've never sucked the air back in to my to my body before. Only whenever I've been hitting a triple XL backwood filled with blueberry haze, I've kind of been able to, you know... Do the jellyfish. Yeah, yeah whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only then have I managed to suck it back in. Wow. Um, is this man still alive? Uh, this was posted a while ago, so it's quite hard for me to verify that. Okay. But I, we have to assume that if he lasted long enough to post this to the reddit.com website, that he is still with us. If I have if I have that stuff kind of trying to leave my body, I say let it go. Get it out. <laughs> right. Shrek voice, better out than in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like something you want to keep inside you. It's like in the movie, This Is The End, when James Franco was getting raptured up to heaven because he was a good person. And then he uh, starts boasting to all his friends who aren't getting raptured and going, ha ha, suck my dick. Right. And then he immediately gets dropped by God. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you suck back in uh, your soul or the ectoplasm, you're going to be wondering the rest of your life, maybe that was you going to the promised land. That was you leaving this life and you kind of uh, messed with the plan. That's true. That's true. We never know. That is the nature of the paranormal. It is the unknown by default, Rory. We may never know by discussing ectoplasm. We may never know what it is we're truly dealing with. Without getting, you know, down our hands and knees and licking this stuff off the floor, we'll never know really uh, what it's like, what it does, whether it's real, whether it's really associated with the paranormal. Until now, I have sourced, Rory, off the internet, the dark web, I might add. Oh no. Some real deal ectoplasm. Oh shit, Kid is holding a little container of goo. Uh, very happy to say it's not white, uh, which I think is what a lot of us were worried about. Oh yeah. Now I've been looking at this for approximately five seconds and already I can say I want to eat it. Yeah, I kind of do too, I'll be honest with you. Um, so this is pretty exciting. We have, uh, I believe that this was sourced from a kind of uh, farm-to-table, grass-fed ghost farm. Right. Where they kind of go to paranormal sites and very ethically and sustainably source ectoplasm for paranormal investigators. And, you know, Rory, me and you went to Paranormal Harvard. Uh, we had many classes where we had to perform experiments using stuff like ectoplasm. So we need to have a source. And so that's what we have today. Have you opened it? Oh, oh God, Jesus, Jesus Christ! That is nasty as hell. Ugh. Wow. It's okay. crusty. So you just take a look at that stuff. I don't think I want to. Really? Uh, but it does on the front of this this little tin say ectoplasm with pictures of two little ghosts on it. Right. So, I will say the front label is a little bit um, graphic design is my passion. Uh, it's It's pretty low budget. But, you know, as I said, this is a mom and pop ectoplasm shop. It's been a long time since I've played with slime. Do you remember being a kid and like all you wanted was slime for some reason? <laughs> right. I feel like because I had an older sister and then uh, it was my me and my younger brother. And, uh, you know, when when she was growing up for Christmas, it was always these amazing toys. It was like the Easy Bake Oven, the Barbie's Dream House, the like all these cool, like customizable kits where you could build things and make things. And then my parents would be like, all right, Rory, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, slime factory <laughs> comes with four different types of slime. One slime is edible. They don't tell you which one. It's like, I don't, that doesn't seem like a good idea. All right, what's, what's second on the list? <laughs> Slime laboratory, make your own slime, any color. You can make rainbow slime. They're like, 
All right. I, th- I think we we know right now one of our children isn't going to university. <laughs> it's uh, give them the slime. <laughs> the, that's where uh, that's where you, you're completely oblivious to the fact that your parents adopted you from the sewers, <laughs> uh, and they're like, "This is so." F-. He doesn't even know that he's from the sewers, but, but he still, yearns for the slime. He still wants slime. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want like a PlayStation Three, like your brother? How slimy is it? <laughs> It's not slimy at all. It's actually a cutting edge video game console. I don't really see why I need digital slime if I can have the real thing. <laughs> see, I was going to say, um, don't touch or your fingers will fall off, but Rory's just getting stuck right in there. Oh, getting my God. right in there. I'm going to try and take some of this stuff out. Uh, this is more what I thought ectoplasm was going to be like. Right. I thought it would look less like an Ikea towel and more like kind of a green or a white nuclear goo. Uh, yeah, it is some pretty... I'm getting stuck in. This is wow, really disgusting, yeah. actually. It's very stringy. It's stringier than you think. Uh, full disclosure, the impulsive thought to eat the slime is almost, almost overbearing. Almost overbearing, right? Yeah, I really want to eat this slime. Yes. Well, I was thinking, Rory, that with the ectoplasm... What if we turn this story on its head? What if we can reverse engineer this? Because here on This Paranormal Life, we're always trying to get in contact with the paranormal. Right. uh, And it just won't show itself to us because it knows that we're trying too hard to get paranormal evidence. Uh, What if we can reverse engineer this? But by using, uh, you know, this is like a cat territorial pissing. If we can cover ourselves in slime, we can let the ghosts know that uh, we are safe to communicate with we can kind of this is the stuff they need to appear oh i see so we can almost kind of camouflage ourselves go undercover so if any ghosts are in the vicinity they're like hey we're just a couple of ghosts too hanging out what i'm saying is shoot ectoplasm all over each other grab some slime brother and get get slimed <laughs> get slimed up all right uh are you putting any on your face what are you doing I'm gonna kind of uh, all right gonna stick it to my that's sort of. really not working out. And I think one of the f- the only four rules huh? was don't put it near your eyes or mouth. Oh, really? Yeah, Damn. I think it's incredibly toxic. All right, I'm just trying to slime myself up here in order to just communicate with the other side. Yeah, Kit looks like he's oh, receiving a Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award. He's essentially dripping in goo right now. I'm going for a more subtle approach. I'm just going to kind of put it around my hands. Mm-hmm. So All if right, any... You do you, brother. If any ghosts want, you know, to shake my hand. The ghosts will know that I'm a real one. Talk to me, you know? Here we go, I'm ready. I'm ready to go for it. Kid is, oh, Jesus Christ. I get it. It's all coming back to me. Remember why I love this shit. The slime. So. <laughs> Good Lord. Kid is literally dripping in slime. <laughs> if there are any ghosts in the room, Please come forth and make yourself known. <laughs> Feel free to communicate with either of us. I think I have personally shown myself to be a more loyal subject and a better vehicle or vessel for you to communicate through. But also go with Rory if you're feeling that instead. It's all over you. It's dripping onto your shirt. Uh-huh. I think you should you clean up the You think the ghosts are going to turn up? I think one of them already turned up. <laughs> it looks like... I'm just here to have a good time, guys. <laughs> I think I've made that, that abundantly clear. I'm on my hands and my knees, mouth open, awaiting your arrival. Uh, all right, God damn it! I, I don't know how successful this has been, uh, but uh, Rory, at the end of every episode, we have to decide whether a given case is really paranormal or not. And with ectoplasm, we've discussed a little bit about the history and some of the uh, times it's cropped up over the years from Victorian times through to recently on Reddit. Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, it is a little hard to take you seriously right now because you are literally dripping in goo mm-hmm. in the studio right now. Uh, you look like a ghost that's been afflicted by a condition called premature plasm ejaculation. Mm-hmm. that affects, you know, one in five ghosts. A condition we take very seriously on this show. We really do. We really do. Um, you know, average time for a ghost in a seance is two to three minutes Sometimes some ghosts only make it four or five seconds before, before the ectoplasm erupts everywhere. 
Um, and to our ghost friends, we would say it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's something that affects many, many uh, spirits. It does. It does. Uh, many of the ghosts died from embarrassment. That's how they got there in the first place. So like, I love this idea. I love this idea of having a physical footprint for kind of a spiritual entity. I think it's really cool. I think the only problem, like I said, is, you know, when we're talking about uh, mediums and seances, something that we probably will talk about a little bit more in a future episode. It's always a tough situation because I think quite famously, time and time again, uh, mediums have been debunked and a lot of the practices that have been used over the years have been widely accepted as being fraudulent um, and ectoplasm is kind of one of them uh, because as I said, you really don't see it anymore even with people who do believe uh, in being able to make contact with spirits um, because, it, you know, by its very definition, if this physical thing did exist and was a common element in seances, we probably would have some of it in a jar by now. I mean, if it really was leaking out of all those people, like you showed me pictures of, why, what, what did they do with it afterwards? Put well, it in the bin? It's an excellent point. Uh, the thing is, there actually are scientific samples of, uh, ectoplasm in libraries and university and research places around the world. Uh, I actually did see uh, examples of people online going to their local, uh, yeah, let's say, university library and requesting to view the uh, samples of ectoplasm that, that are kept there. And, you know, in, in one of the places, you know, the, one of the uh, people who work there going like, are you sure it's kind of gross? And, it's, and it is like a slime with, with uh, some fabric in it. Um, so it did show up over the years as slime. Samples were kept. They do exist to this day. Uh, but you are absolutely right that there are crucially several verifiably proven uh, fraudulent mediums who were exposed for just exactly like you said, holding bits of cotton, bits of gauze, bits of uh, material in their mouth and then trying to vomit them up in the middle of ceremonies. Right. It happened so much it was widely documented at the time and there were famous mediums that were exposed in pretty dramatic fashion uh, to the point where, like you say, probably ectoplasm fell out of favour as a means of proving the paranormal. I will say as well, we just looked at some of the supposed photos of ectoplasm in in uh, seances, and it is some of the worst evidence we've ever seen in our lives. And it's truly hard to believe that anyone looked at one of those mannequins made out of tiles and <laughs> thought that that was a ghost. I don't want to stop you because you are making a lot of good points mm -hmm. right now. But when I read the back of the tub, the first rule that I read out was don't eat the slime. And while you've been talking, I've seen several huge glumps of slime fall into your mouth and I've heard you audibly yeah, well, swallow. I'm, I'm hungry. So <laughs> I know. I, it's actually keeping me going pretty nicely. My hands don't move anymore. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that on camera. My hands cannot move. Uh, my fingers cannot move. They're gelled together. I'm sort of worried that actually this is a replication of ectoplasm and it is basically glorified super glue. It, the reason you can't move your hands isn't because there's slime on your hands. It's because you're eating the slime. Oh. I think you might be becoming paralyzed. Okay. I think I have about two minutes before the podcast ends forever yeah. because I will die. Uh, so let's try and wrap up this week's episode. Roy, let's cut to the chase. Sure. Is this a yes or a no? Stop licking your lips. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to eat the slime, stop it's licking just, your lips. And good, like, though. I know it does. It's quite minty. It, it, it is, but that's, I think, just to keep it kind of fresh. It doesn't mean you should eat the slime. Because remember, rule number one, don't eat the slime. <laughs> There's only four yeah. rules on the back of it, and they said that one twice, I yeah, think. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep it in the fridge and just uh, try it with a little lasagna later tonight. Hey, I like this story, as I said. Uh, any story that involves kind of physical evidence in the spiritual world is always going to pique my interest. But uh, today, even with this kind of physical representation of slime that we have right here in the podcast uh, in front of us. I don't think this is enough for me to say that I truly believe ectoplasm is real. So it's going to be a no for me this week. Couldn't agree more, Rory. I guess the idea is broad enough that we could be disproven pretty easily in future if there's some evidence, uh, really, of ghosts out there. Uh, but everything we've talked about today seems like total bollocks, uh, even the stuff that's covering my hand. So I guess that makes it a double no. Oh, 
Unbelievable. I mean, the good news is if ectoplasm really does exist, uh, I think Kit's going to die any second now from how much slime he's eaten. So we might actually have an interaction with a ghost where ectoplasm mm. is involved. Mm. Uh, anyway, Stop eating the what? slime! Sorry, it's just... <laughs> I, I think I'm losing my hearing on account of the slime. Right, so you know it's the slime yeah. that's making things worse. Some so even if you dying for. Even if you couldn't hear me, you'd know to not eat the slime. We gotta get this over with. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, if you can't get enough slime in your life. Uh, <laughs> if you're like 14-year-old Rory and you live for the slime. You are gonna wanna head over to patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. Where for as little as five bucks a month, you can get access to over six years worth of bonus content that we've been putting up there for our loyal Patreon supporters, uh, whose support single-handedly makes making this show possible. Yeah, we also do some really cool things like uh, raffles and giveaways where you can win actual props and things from the studio, from the show. Uh, is it uh, too too soon to say, Kit, that we will be raffling off this slime? Well, I think I'll be having this for lunch tomorrow, but <laughs> I think we'll probably be able to get another couple tubs in to, to raffle off. I think that'll be a bit of fun. All right, that sounds like a good idea. Don't eat the slime. Huh? If you win it, what? don't eat the slime. You're going to have to speak up, Junior. <laughs> There's <laughs> slime in my ears. Uh, I should say, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a lovely little review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. It makes a huge difference for us in making this very show. It does, yeah. Or if you're interested in watching videos of Kit, who I assure you right now this isn't a bit, he is literally dripping in slime, uh, you can check it out on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, on social media, on the internet. And at the end of every episode of this, Paranormal Life, we like to shout out those who are supporting us on the, well, the shout out tier, as it happens. Let's get into a couple right now. So thank you very much to Shayna Helmer. Shayna always takes the blame. Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, no, not really. Even when it's for things that clearly weren't their fault. Like, there'll be like a car crash in another continent and Shayna will take to Facebook and, and claim responsibility for it. And it's like, you really don't... I understand you're trying to do a nice thing and like take responsibility, but like no one really expects that. It's kind of ridiculous. Right. It seems like you're doing a lot of bad things all over the world. Right. So maybe yeah. ease up, Shayna. Yeah. Unless you're the Green Goblin. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Thank you to Donna Travis. Donna's a gonna. She passed away. Don't tell me she ate the slime. She ate the slime. It's, what? It's too... What's she supposed to do if someone hand delivers... A box of spaghetti bolognese flavored slime to your door. It definitely wasn't flavored like spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> it's probably just stringy like spaghetti. And she ate it. And she ate it. It's absolutely irresistible. I, hey, I, I'm right there with you, Donna, because I've got about five minutes of life remaining and I regret <laughs> nothing. Thank you also to Stephanie Miller. Uh, I paid Stephanie to be a, a medium and help connect me with my loved ones who had passed away. And I arrived five minutes early before the seance and saw her eating a towel. <laughs> God so, damn it. Stephanie, I don't appreciate God that. God damn it. I really don't. I thought that kind of practice died out. That's ridiculous. <sighs> Thank you also to Anne Sutton. I like Anne Sutton because she works for nothing. <laughs> she shouldn't. I think that's illegal. No, no, no. What, what have you got her doing? Just like regular stuff in the commune, you okay. know, harvesting crops. Incredibly back-breaking labor, it Oh, it's like. intense. It's intense. But, you know, she gets to keep all the kind of uh, misshapen potatoes that aren't good enough to be eaten by, like, okay, the so kings and things. Eaten. So <laughs> They can be eaten. They're just very hard. So I guess she does work for something. She does work for something. Inedible vegetables. And thank you, finally, today, to Goat Herder. Goat Herder? Jesus, where have you been? We have goats running amok in the commune, and we need someone to herd them. Please, come this way. Yeah. And w by the way, we're saying herd, not, like, hurt. We right. don't want you to hurt the goats. Yeah, because we had an incident last time. Someone said they were a goat herder. Yeah. We <laughs> a goat herder, and we misheard them. Uh, in hindsight, he was cracking his knuckles while he said it, but we just thought maybe that was like a shepherd thing. Uh, but he punched a goat day one and we fired him. So please, goat herder, 
Come to the commune, we do need your help. I know pretty much anything goes in the commune, but not that. Uh, thank you so much to Goat Herder. Thank you to everyone uh, who's supported us uh, lately and always. We'll be back with more shoutouts from next week, along with what will hopefully break our horrendous drought of double no's on this podcast. Hopefully we'll have a stonking, solid gold double yes for you. In the meantime, remember to live fast, investigate... Eat slime! And, well, <laughs> I changed my honestly, mind. Eat the slime. Right? Kid's still alive. It seems like he's gotten stronger. I'm going to eat a fistful of slime my right now. My eyes are green. <laughs> uh, live fast, fast, eat slime, and, and die, die young, baby. You will if you eat enough. I have a headache already. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>